Hi everyone. On today's episode of Pizza the Podcast, we cover idiot drivers, talk a little celebrity politics, cover a business segment dealing with an old flame of mine, go into some corona action, line sports fandom, and we finish off with the ever popular Peach Picks. Enjoy. I'll tell you what, the fact that the Braves this is their what third rookie pitcher? To pitch in this series? Is it? I think so. I was watching something on ESPN this morning that had it. Um, Bryce Wilson. But Bryce, B-R-Y-S-E. Well, I know who I'm rooting for. Not him. Not him. <laughs> Welcome back, Pizza and Podcast. Happy belated birthday, Mr. Canero. Oh, thank you. The big 3-0. Yeah. It's a milestone achievement. It's fine. I'm not a big I'm not a big birthday guy. But I appreciate all the support. I don't know, big number. Getting up there. Yeah. Well, listen, as a wise woman told me, count the blessings, not the candles on the cake. Did she count that you were halfway to 60? <laughs> Thanks, asshole. <laughs> I think that's why she said it, to make me try to feel better about it. Who is this wise woman? Uh, a mother of um, Third Pete. Was it my mother? No, it wasn't. Donna. No. <laughs> no, your mother told me. Well, I asked your mother. Which she may not even known because she's younger than me now. She's been 29 for a long time. <laughs> Forever. But I, I asked if 30 is when you start to get the marketing material in the mail from AARP. <laughs> um, and she said I should also schedule my hip replacement. So fair. she did at least make me laugh. But, that, but yeah, she made me feel better, uh, the third Pete's mother, because, yeah, I, I really like that saying. It's beautiful. Count the blessings, not the candles on the cake. I just think that's great. I'm going to needlepoint that for you. Yeah. I need to read that every day. <laughs> Make it your phone background? Yes. <laughs> but but how are you? You know, living the dream. Uh, tried Reiki healing today for the first time. Shout out my girl Jalpa. Reiki um, healing. What is this? Reiki healing is like... It goes into like chakras and like meditation and all that. This is a level of help that I've needed to to reach. We we've gotten to. <laughs> we think we finally reached the appropriate level of help. Or what, no? Western medicine's not cutting it. <laughs> Self help books aren't cutting it. We need to bring in the big guns. I'm I'm picturing uh, Owen Wilson and in Wedding Crashers in the bathrobe. At, I'm like, reading a book that says don't jump. <laughs> well, you're, I want to make it clear you're nowhere near that point. No, of course, but, no, no, no. But uh, no, just the visual of Owen Wilson in the bathrobe. That's what I'm getting from finally realizing we're Reiki. Is that yes, right? Reiki is the way to go. 
this morning you weren't too far off from me just being in a bathrobe laying on uh on the bed listening to mantras and listening to the sound <laughs> therapy well i like a good meditation i'm, down, I do I'm down for that but what is what do they do what is this uh, so it's a way to understand like what your chakras are and like, apparently there are seven of them and, you know, based upon like certain energies, like to better understand you and like how to live your truest true, which sounds a little bit hokum. I know, but let me tell you that shit's the tits. Well, you live your truest true. What else can I tell you to do? This was like after, post Reiki. It's been a beautiful day. That's good. I'm glad. Um, and you're, and you're spending time with me. Um, great day. I will tell you the one thing that happened to me this week, that's really gotten me shook and like ready to rant now Let's go. at all times. Talk to him. I almost got hit by a car this week. Actually, it was on my birthday that I almost got hit by a car. <laughs> you know, you and God making that deal on you never hitting 30. It came a little too close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, within hours, I was I was born in the afternoon, so technically I wasn't thirty. So yeah, we we, we came very close. That shit's happening. What happened? So I should I should start this by saying breaking news: Hammy Gate is closed. I'm fine. Yes. So I was running. Got my wide receiver one back. Yeah, <laughs> I was going on my morning run again, and um, I was passing through. Uh, some side streets, right? So we have our crosswalk, crosswalks as yep. you're, you know, running across, and then you know you reach your sidewalk, and um, you know if you picture if you picture a crosswalk, right? You have your your two white lines, and then probably about you know five ten feet in front of it is your stop sign, mm-hmm. right? So I'm running, uh, you know, th- across cross streets, and I, and I. I hear a car coming even through my headphones and at the corner of my right eye, cause I have great peripheral vision. Great athlete. Yeah. And uh, I see, I see this car coming and it's going a little too fast for my liking. I'm not yet on the street. I'm still on the sidewalk at this point. Okay. And I'm saying to myself as uh, again, I'm, I'm running. So this is like very, happening very quickly. I'm breaking it down for you. Right. But I'm, but I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't think this car is going to slow down. <laughs> like there's a very real chance this star, this car is not going to stop. So I, uh, you know, take a few more steps. And again, this is all happening in seconds. Not yes. this slow. I'm not slow-mo jogging. Um, you sound like a young Amon Green right now. Yeah. Just explaining your situational awareness. Yeah, I think I could still hit 4.7, 4.8. I still got it. But anyway, um, so now I am now a few steps into the street. So I'm literally running in the crosswalk at this point. You've committed. I'm committed. And um, it was at this very moment that I realized, yeah, there's no chance this car is stopping. Oh, no. So I just dead stop. And I hate stopping my run while I'm running. Like, you know, stopping to like get around people or like stop for a red light or shit like that. It just, Oh, it pisses me off to no end. So I stop at this point. So I'm already annoyed. And the person in the car. Yeah, of course they did not stop at the stop sign. They stopped directly in the crosswalk path. Meaning if I had taken probably five more steps, 
I would have gotten tripped You'd by be this a rich call. man. Yeah, I probably should have just fucking went for it. <laughs> Happy 30th. Yeah, I, I really needed an extra payday for my birthday. We're getting too old for money in the cards, so I could have <laughs> used that. Um, so, but, but the greatest part about this was she stopped so far past the stop sign that her driver's side window was literally facing me dead in the crosswalk. So this is a rare moment in life because if you're like me, you love being right yep. beyond a reasonable doubt. Like, there, is there a better feeling than when you know for a fact you are right without a reasonable doubt and you can just shove it in someone's face? When you got them by the short and curly. You got them done, right? So she is now <laughs> staring me in the face because she's looking to the left, right? As, as she's, you know, she realized she fucked up. Right. And I just gave her the nastiest look I've probably given someone in a very long time. And... I let her have it. What the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? You're a fucking joke. I just unleashed on this poor woman. That fuck her. Actually, not a poor woman. She fuck her. So irresponsible. So residential. She area. was literally going like 20 miles an hour through this stop sign. I, I literally probably would have had some sort of leg injury, which God knows I don't need. I just got over one. So I literally just let her have it. And like all the poor woman can do is just like she she knows she's dead to rights like i got her so she just calmly like lifts her hands like i'm sorry she mouths it she, she doesn't even roll the window down the bitch to, to even like offer some sort of sympathy <laughs> so at that point i literally run around the front of her car now nice to be an asshole and i turn around again and I let her have it again for another couple seconds before i continued my run and you know what i realized <laughs> i was cursing her out because she made me stop running it took me like a good half block to realize, holy shit, I almost got hit by a car. Yeah. So that was my fucking morning on my birthday. But it just kind of um, led me to thinking about like just what are the most dumb things people do while they're driving? Like rolling through a stop sign is definitely one of the dumbest things you can do, um, especially on a school morning. Like like this is like, like a, a normal like – it's a, third, it's a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday morning and it, it was like 7.15, 7.30, like prime time when kids are walking to school and schools are in session in my town, like in person. So kids are walking like they had the cross guards out and everything. Was she like doing other things? Was she pulling one of those, reading the newspaper, doing her makeup, eating? I don't know. I didn't see anything. But if I had to guess, she was probably looking on the phone, right? Like that's probably what it was. Yeah. So, yeah, and what are some of the other dumb things that that drivers do most often? Like ro- like throw- going through a stop sign, I would say, is, is a big one. Um, the no use of blinker really gets Ooh, under my the skin. The no use of blinker, especially when you are trying to hook a Ricky. All right, yeah. On a busy street. Mm-hmm. And the upcoming car is about to make its right onto the same street that you're about to. Right. And they don't. They slow down a little bit. Right. Make that turn and whoever's right behind them just guns it ahead. Yeah. Ooh. Grinds my gears. The wor- the I think the worst is when it's like a one-lane road. Yeah. And you are, you know, you're going to go straight and the person in front of you is going to make a left. But they don't put their blinker on until they're actually at the light. Yeah. Like you are just a douchebag. You're just an asshole. That's that. That's just 
inexcusable. And then they don't move over. No, they don't. They don't the give left. you right. They don't give you the courtesy to try to squeeze around them and go straight. Yeah. Now you got to wait for this guy to take his left turn, which you're only going to get one left turn on a busy street. That's we all true. know that. And it's coming as the yellow is right. about to turn red. And there's going to be someone else coming, making the left-hand turn before it turns red. So you're probably fucked and stuck at the light. I, I like to think of the moving over slightly to the left or to the right if you're making a right on a busy street. Like such a gentlemanly thing to do. It, it's the equivalent to when you're on a date with a girl and she goes to reach for the check. Like, you know you're she's not going to pay for it. Like, you know, you know that you're right. going to like be the gentleman and pay for of it. Of course. But it's the effort that counts. Right. If I'm driving a, like a Ford <laughs> F-150 and there's no way in shit that yep. I'm getting around that car. Right. Just that little squeal up like, that you do. Like, I appreciate oh, you it. You tried. You tried. You really like, did. You, yeah. you made a good effort. Good hustle. Yeah. Like, that. that's all you need. That's all you want. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm, I'm a really also uh, – a big hater of the guy who, especially this has happened. Like if you're on a highway, the guy who is like in the one lane where there's traffic and just whips out like onto like the free lane and without no regard for human life. That, or even worse when you're in that slow lane and you go onto the shoulder and just pass everybody and then try and weasel your little rat fuck no, way in. No, no, that's not happening. Oh, and how many times I got to tell you, any of you motorcycle, motorcyclists, it, when you weave through the, the traffic, oh, you drive, I just want to open my door. I'm sorry, I don't even care. <laughs> you fucking drive me insane. Fuck you. Wait in traffic like the rest of us. Oh, that's amazing. I don't care. It's so annoying. Yeah, at that point you got to figure. Listen, like we we've we're all in this together. We're part of a community. We all we all need to tough this one out. But why is that so? Like, why is that so split? Like, people are really split on that. Like, if it's okay for the motorcyclist to do that or not. So it is, and I'm trying to think. There's a term for it. In any event, there are a few things in this world that get me more irate than that, or somebody who's coming in to try and just like get that last second weave into the into the lane that you're currently in. And like, I live in Hoboken. Yeah. You're coming off 495 to get into Hoboken, mm, which is that yeah. one little street. Oh, Calcutta bitch up in here. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, Hobo coming in and out of Hoboken is atrocious. Just um, a nightmare. How about worst parking things? So the guy who takes up two parking spots, like in a, like a, like in a, a parking lot. Yep. The the parallel parker who doesn't move up. Oh yeah, to no, no. take the full. Yeah, so yeah, that's another alternative. I think actually, you might be honest. I think the parallel parker is probably more annoying. Yeah, like a parking lot. Parallel parking is hard enough as it is. Like, yes. so when you like really aren't um, courteous to other people. Yep. Like that. Yeah. And, and I'll Fuck put it. I'll put another one on you. When you're about to parallel park, and you got like Joe six pack, just right up your asshole while you're trying to back <laughs> into the space. Well, well, I try to let as many cars through as possible. Cause I know that like, Hey, like I might take a minute here to do this, but yeah, like when you realize like, okay, you're the one car, like you can wait five seconds for me to yeah. parallel park. or go around. Right. But not, not this bullshit of I'm going to just stand here and wait for you. No, no. No, it's, it's, it's horrible. Um, 
Are you guilty of any of these things? Uh, or any, any really have, dumb driving moves? I have been guilty of the trying to sneak in at the last minute uh, back when I was in high school trying to get into Hoboken. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I actually got pulled over once for it. Coach or the cop saw my lacrosse gear in the back seat and he's like, You played lacrosse? I said, Yes, sir. He goes, All right, good. New tail. This better be the last time I ever see you pull that shit. Hey, well, you, you know, you got common, it, officer, and I'm on my way. Common practices, whatever works. Yeah. Um, what about you? What are you? Well, I think, I think usually like the worst thing that I, I don't do it anymore. I did it a lot when I was younger is, uh, on the highway, um, doing the uh, the eagle turn, as we like to call it, the illegal U-turn on the highway Ooh. after you miss your exit. Like the one on 17 where you'd hook a like. Well, there's none on 17, but like, like, like the middle, you, you could do it on the parkway, like the middle mm-hmm. area where the cops usually oh, sit. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, that one. You could pull the illegal U-turn that way. Um, I, I've pulled a few of those. Um, listen. Very, very adrenaline pumping move. I got to tell you. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got to make that decision real fucking quick. Uh, not the smartest thing I've ever done in a car. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, that's probably the worst dumbass asshole driving thing I've been involved with. Um, I was in a car once where the guy got on the wrong side of the highway. And for about 45 seconds, we were driving on the wrong side of the highway, which arguably one of the scariest things I've ever been a part of. Yeah, that is quite frightening. Dead sober. Yeah, that's quite frightening. Um, I would say that, yeah, you um, you escaped death that day. 45 I, seconds, that's a long time. It, it was not a short <laughs> amount of time. And I remember- And we're talking like busy street, right? Not highway. Oh, no, or, we're I mean, talking- not side street. We're talking highway. We're talking oh, 76 no. at like 1130 at night, which is oh, like- Oh, well, a, thank God. At least it wasn't like- it's a highway right outside of, or like that kind of goes through Philly. And we were coming back from a game in either like Westchester, PA, or Villanova or something like that. Yeah. And just took a, the wrong turn. And I have never been more fearful in my life. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty scary. Um, outside of being in the car with you. <laughs> I'm priceless. Wow. Well, yeah, I, I was pretty. I was, I was loose cannon when I first got my license. When, when the Jeep did not have the speedometer working, never really did, to be honest with you. But I, I reiterate my statement. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of dumb things, dumb shit going on. Um, and listen, I'm a big fan of this guy. I love his music to death. Huge Kanye West music guy. I think he's a musical genius. But this whole Kanye West running for president thing is a little alarming. <laughs> is slightly terrifying. I mean, we've been touting Kanye 2020 for years. For years, but I don't think we actually knew it would be a reality. This was pre-Trump. <laughs> this might have even been pre-Obama. I think that, yeah, this was like flashing lights playing in the Jeep. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, Kanye for president. And then it's like, we're here and we're like, no, we were kidding. We didn't actually want that. (laughs) I mean, could you imagine like someone in like 2006 just like coming into your life and telling you, 
Yeah, so Donald Trump uh, will be running for re-election in uh, 14 years. <laughs> 14 years. And uh, Kanye West will actually have a place on a ballot in some states. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If he changed the words. I said, what dro- where, do I, where did you get your substances? I need, just, I need some. <laughs> please, please provide. Um, <laughs> what reality are you living in, sir? I mean, I'd like to live in the reality where he changes uh, – the song gold digger to be very federal reserve targeted. <laughs> um, I'd like to hear what some of his, uh, we need a crypto version are. then we need a crypto version of gold digger Bitcoin miner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Nas come out with Ethereum as like a, a clapback song. Oh, that was good. Um, I have my moments, but yeah, I mean, yeah. What what's the latest? Because I I heard there was some really disturbing news about some early voting, right? So apparently, in a test, like in a small test sample, he was projected to win like the state of Kentucky. Now I don't know anything <laughs> that, about the sample that, size, that can't be anything real. <laughs> along those lines. Listen, Kentucky. Does he have right? relatives in Kentucky? Did we check? That? He, he strikes me as a pure Chicago man, but like. You never know. As a state who actively lets Drake show up to their uh, the Midnight Madness for for airballs, yeah, for airballing shots, yeah, making it rain like it's Texas in August, <laughs> just it, pure drought. <laughs> I I don't know. I think like Kanye twenty twenty, or really Kanye anytime, yeah, would be a prime presidential candidate completely joking of course but, I, yeah you know yeah, you, you made me i yeah I, I got it concerned for a second i'm very convincing i had uh, to check your pulse to to that point who do you think would make like a good celebrity president yeah and and while we're at it some potential running mates love to hear your thoughts okay very good well i think the easy one right now he's very he's very lovable I just came out with a tequila. He's a man of the people. I think The Rock would be a tremendous choice. I mean, with the exception of him playing the Tooth Fairy in a movie, I can't disagree. Yeah, I think The Rock would be good. What do you think his slogan would be? Can, can you smell what the Senate is cooking? Like, <laughs> what, like what are we going with? Like, <laughs> oh, God. Listening to, to The Rock. First of all, The Rock in a debate would be amazing imagine trying just intimidating to, it, it yeah yeah imagine trying to talk over the rock if i had the rock's body i would just show up shirtless to that debate and just okay your move are we your done? move biden are we done here <laughs> you jabroni yeah you're, you're done you're done i think you're putting a chokehold before that's <laughs> over can you smell what the senate is coming like? <laughs> i don't know if they'll get any better than that. no that, i think that has to be it <laughs> i just um, maybe His campaign commercials would just be like a trailer, like coming to the polling booths near you. Yeah, right. Something like that. What do you think about Matthew McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey strikes me as the greatest uh, Republican <laughs> vice president of all time. He would certainly have the Texas support, which but, is a big deal. I mean, you, anybody who went to UT Austin roots for the University of Texas. He's just like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> and do you think everything would just be all right? Like, certainly his his stances. That's what I'm saying. Everything would just be all right. I think yeah. they would have to. Yeah. And 
frankly, how do you argue with like, how do you debate him? I love new voters. I keep getting older. They say the same age, <laughs> like just any, yeah. video, any movie yep. quote. Yeah. You're done. You're done. Welcome to the Dallas voters club. It's just Dallas voters club. That's good. He's That's good. Matthew McConaughey could do no wrong. I, I would like to see him partner probably with another Texas uh, resident, Mark Cuban. Oh, so I think he legit, like legitimately could run for president. So. I think he could too. If this is right, then I sound like a genius. Yeah. The man was the president in one of the Sharknado movies. So you know he's got experience. <laughs> Plenty of experience. Plenty of experience. Hey, more experience than Trump had. This is true. He played president. He, he has played... I feel like Trump has had to have played president in some TV show or movie. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I'm just saying. In any in any event, Mark Cuban, I think, would be stellar. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, just from an economic standpoint, like, not to make this very serious, it's supposed to be a very, like, loopy segment. But, like, I think he legitimately could be a good candidate. <laughs> like, I think he'd be great. Granted, I don't think he's American. But I think that Idris Elba... Would be a solid candidate. Idris Elba, yeah. He um, just has like the chiseled jawline, does it? Like that's a very presidential jawline. Listen, if you that's don't why like, Abraham yeah. Lincoln had to grow a beard. <laughs> just just a stud, Idris Elba. Um, you got any other ones that you can think of? You know, as a flyer, and I will always uh, support this this man. I think really America's true father and grandfather, Kurtwood Smith, uh, <laughs> commonly known as Red from that 70s show. That would be, wow. Like, you know the Toby Keith song, like American Soldier, where he's like, we'll put a boot in your ass? Yeah, that would, li- no, that would be his slogan. That's yeah. it. It's over. Um, wow. That, <laughs> Police that brutality, knock it off or I'll put a foot up your if ass. You're gonna go- <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to go Red Foreman... Then it's only right. Maybe maybe I go with like I'll counter with Jason Bourne. Matt, like the character. No, or, the character, like just Jason Bourne. I like, mean, we that might, would be. Solid. We might be. We might become more of an uh, assassination nation. Oh, God, <laughs> at that point, um, he, he like he. I feel like he could be the Joint Chief of Staff. Like yeah. I had the joint the JSOC. Yeah. So the separation is expected to go. Uh, you know, according to the IBM newsroom as a tax-free spinoff to IBM shareholders and will be completed by the end of 2021. So long story short, there are uh, nothing short of a bevy of potential presidential candidates. You know, some honorable mention ones who who you got. Yeah. um, I would say up until a few months ago, we had Ellen DeGeneres as a strong candidate, I think. I think so. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio would be great. Um, just name a couple. I throw out Ashton Kutcher again. The man does so much behind the scenes. Yeah, you, yeah, you make a good point. I, I could see that. He's uh, for those of you who don't know, he's tackling the child trafficking business, like one child at a time and it's just completely solving that through AI algorithms. So like he's smart enough. Interesting. All right. So with that, we'll, uh, 
we'll leave the politics talk to the politicians. Jump on over to the uh, yeah. Let's talk about something we were. Well, we think we're good at talking about. Let's talk business. Let's talk some business. Exactly. Exactly. So, a former employer of yours made some big news. They did. Um, you know, last week, IBM announced that they were going to spin off their managed infrastructure services unit, which is a huge deal for IBM because they've been just a they've been a massive company for over a hundred years. Um, and then with their not most recent CEO, the one prior to Ginny Rometty, uh, and even before her, Sam Palmisano started doing, started making some promises they couldn't keep. Uh, you know, we saw a giant dip in the stock price of that company in IBM and how they performed really over the last, I'd say 10 years. Uh, without the use of some unique financial engineering. I mean, listen, Warren Buffett cashed out of the company. Mm. And like Warren Buffett stays in shit forever. All, all jokes aside there, most of them pretty in any event. Anyway, ultimately what's going to happen is IBM is going to focus on their open hybrid cloud platform which cloud. everything's like, about the cloud nowadays, everything's in the cloud, which like, you know, makes sense. It gives you accessibility everywhere. It gives you high uh, ramp on and ramp off scalability for your storage, compute, all that fun shit. And also let's not forget the fact that IBM invented the cloud. Uh, they just didn't market it properly, which is why right. Amazon, Microsoft, Azure, Google cloud, all these other companies are kicking its ass. Yep. Despite the fact that they invented it. Two, it is going to be immediately the world's largest managed infrastructure service provider. Uh, you know, they're covering 4,600 clients, more than 75% of Fortune 100, and uh, it is already more than twice the scale of its nearest competitor. Is that all? Like, talk about just a dynasty. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a very biased opinion working for them at one point, interning for them at one point. Um, what do you make of this information? What do you think of it from a stock implementation standpoint? Well, I would say that I would love your uh, opinion on kind of the purpose behind all of it and how, how it might be an advantage for IBM. Yep. But yeah, I mean, obviously I take it in a positive light because – you know, like you said, IBM just has, from a technical standpoint, like such a big influence within the tech space. And it just like, I feel like they've just kind of been lapped around a couple of times. So to finally see them try something to it's, me would, would be something that I would look at as like, okay, you know, finally moving the needle a little bit, kind of make a little bit of a change. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I mean... You would probably know better than me, but like I think this kind of was kind of really kept under the wraps. So, you know, I thought it was kind of a surprise that this happened. So, you know, there's a couple of things that I like about that. But yeah, what why don't you explain what the advantage would be to separating out some of these uh, components here? So, you know, I think one of the biggest issues at, you know, that we're facing right now is when you look at a, a managed infrastructure service. 
and you compare that to a cloud, the two are inherently competing with each other, right? Either you po- you host things in the cloud or you host things um, like in a data center on right. on your premises. Hardwired, yep. Mm-hmm. So because of that, you're always going to be competing with yourself and your sales objectives and your sales targets and your ability to pivot and shred and you know strategize how you're going to grow is always going to be, you're always going to be butting heads with yourself. Right. Um, so I think that is huge. I think that the new company is ultimately going to be a great cash cow and a great value play just because of its size and the fact that companies are continuing to move all of their data and all of their hosting and storage and compute, all that fun stuff off of their premises, especially as a lot more uh, newer and smaller businesses are, you know, trying to come up. Yeah. The cloud is a lot simpler from a, from an operating model standpoint, it certainly makes sense. And even from a strategic standpoint uh, with their executives, it makes sense. They just bought uh, the new open source platform, Red Hat, not too long ago. And right. that CEO, I think, is ultimately going to take over for Arvind Krishna when he steps down. Um, but all in all, I am pleasantly surprised by the move. I think that the new company will, won't exactly get people excited, right? It's not a sexy stock by any stretch of the, the imagination. In fact, it's, you know, about as exciting as investing in Con Edison. What I will be interested to see is what this does and whether or not IBM stays as a Dow Jones mm. company. Right. If they are, the only thing that you need to worry about as an investor or potential investor is when mutual funds re and index funds reweight uh, the weightings of their stocks based upon market cap. And if they're taken off, you know, that might give an interesting buying opportunity because you're going to see the stock drop because drop a, lot a lot of these yep. companies have to let go, like, have to release it from their holdings, regardless of the case. So definitely something to keep your mind or to keep your eyes on, um, you know, best of luck to the company as they try to right the ship. And listen, we're just living in the times of uh, the clouds. So, yeah, I totally agree. I think it's smart to kind of separate out the hard line from the cloud. But uh, we are in the era of the cloud. That's the times. Something else that we are unfortunately in the times of? The Rona. The Corona. And it's a bit of a cloudy time when you look at sports. and I see what you did there. You know, pretty witty and wise is what my mother always told me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, we could do a little Corona update. I think, yeah. I think that's fine. Well, um, why don't you fill the listeners in? Yeah, I mean, here we are. We're in the fall. I, numbers are rising. I think we're going to kind of start to see uh, a little bit of some rollbacks in terms of like restrictions. I think some states are starting to do that. Um, Not states, I'm sorry, other countries are starting to do that. I wouldn't be surprised if some states, you know, more liberal states kind of start to take that approach as well, which obviously will not have a great effect on the economy. um, Or travel. Or travel. Or in our most like, near-minded thing right now football 
So we're like, I don't know what I don't know what to say. I mean, it just it gets very complicated with the the NFL and the football, with the Corona and the college, and it's like you have to almost expect coming into the week that like something's gonna fucking change. Yes, absolutely. I it's mean, like it's like every couple of days a new team has a positive test, whether it's college or NFL. Um, we had Tuesday night football this week. Yeah, and now we don't have Thursday. We do this on Thursdays, and we don't even have like a game to watch. We're watching uh, the Do- the Dodgers and the Braves, and it's uh, it's not looking good for the Dodgers. But anyway, yeah, I mean the whole schedule is getting screwed up. And um, listen, I know they're getting a lot of heat. I actually think the ha- the NFL's handled it for the most part pretty well. When you have more than fifty players on an on a given team. And you don't have the opportunity to have like a bubble situation just because of how big the event is. I think they're handling it all right. Yeah. Well, I thought they screwed up not doing the bubble. Okay. Here's what I would have done. I, Hear me out. I would have done, if I was Roger Goodell, I would have done a bubble in the north, a bubble in the south, a bubble in the west, and a bubble in the east, right? Four, four divisions for each conference. Right, they each have a north, south, east, mm-hmm. and a west. Okay, I would take the eight teams in the AFC and NFC West. Sorry, you're in a bubble. You're playing each other. You know, you can fuck with the schedule for one year. Okay, you put all the east teams in one bubble, all the north teams in one bubble, all the south teams in one bubble, all the west teams in one bubble, and that's it. They just play each other. They play each other twice. They all play each other twice. Right? That's you know whatever. You're not getting to 16 games, but you get into what 12 games at that point. And, you know, you kind of take it from there. It's it six games. No, you play each team twice. There's eight teams in each bubble. Oh, you're right. My bad. I'm going to cut that. No, we, we can keep it. <laughs> we'll let the shame ride. That, that, yeah, not, that wasn't your strong. One of us is you're, not you're, so good at math. You're wasn't, that wasn't your strong mathematical time. Listen, I math hard. But it's, tw- it's 12 games. It's not a full season, but it's close enough. And then, you know what? You take, um, you know, top two teams in each bubble, and then you start the playoffs, you know, eight teams in a bubble or whatever. You could do the top, whatever, top three teams in each each one, and then you have 12 teams. So then you get six and six. What, what was so hard about that? That took me all of three minutes to figure out. That's fair. Or you could even have each conference travels, right, to the NFC – Right, if you are in the NFC East, right, you go down to the NFC South for a week. Right, you just do all the teams down there. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. you change up the schedule and then you play your three opponents twice. Right, I, I think that there's definitely ways around it, and that gives you a little bit better opportunity to right uh, to challenge. But they didn't do that. So, but yeah, here's the thing I would suggest is like, it's getting worse, obviously. What I would really suggest they do is just fucking put like a two week break in like the middle of the season. Like, all star break? Yeah, just do like an all, like whatever. Like, it's the NFL. The NFL rules the world from a sports standpoint. So, whatever the NFL does, does we will all follow. <laughs> do's and does. Whatever the NFL does, we will fucking follow them. It's true. Like, if they're away for two weeks, do you know the hype when that finally returns? Oh, what what's killing me right now is the fact that the Big Ten is supposed to start in two weeks, I believe. 
Yeah, so I'm talking strictly NFL, but yeah, college too. Like right, but just that hype, even with yeah. something smaller like the Big Twelve, everybody's you know creaming themselves, excited for it to get started, right. and they're not even generating as much revenue. Yeah, but but yeah, I think overall, like I don't think they've done the, now that they have not decided to go with a bubble. Like I don't think they've done the worst job in the world. No, um, what is tough, I will say, and I think you can relate is how it impacts fantasy football. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, you got to be very alert. Yeah, a lot of a lot of my leagues are doing this whole like, hey, as long as before like the Sunday games start, just text me like if your one guy doesn't play, who's supposed to play on Tuesday, I'm you know, like swap, swap, you know, give me a little swap I'll swap them in for you after the fact. I mean, listen, we got to adjust. It's a very, very weird time we're living in. This so. isn't a, th- a seventh grade alliteration to a makeout. I don't want to do any <laughs> swapping. No. Sue yourself. This is as probably the worst fantasy football commissioner that this world has ever seen. I'm very hands off. I don't want to have to be like, oh, this person's not playing. Now I got to like handle this. No. It's like Russian roulette. Sometimes it works out for you. Sometimes it really doesn't. Yeah. So you're saying roll the you got to just roll the dice. Roll the dice. Tough break if you get your zero because the game didn't get played. Tough luck on you. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I mean, so that's the other approach. Call call me simple when it it's comes like, to that. It's but kind of like a blind commissioner approach. I am blindly suggesting this, which will bring up a uh, another little topic of a blind sports fandom. Uh, this was actually recommended to one of us by. Uh, one of our fearless listeners who in which they're growing. I don't know if you've seen. Which they're growing. They're we, growing. We love you all. We are still above a hundred uh, listens. We are very <laughs> well, rapidly well, we could get negative listens? We are very listen, that's I wasn't told about that. Absolute value <laughs> is crucial. <laughs> we are making our way to two hundred listens. Like we're getting there. We're making it. Yeah. So, so this is a listener request. This was a listener request okay. who I have been. Um, Are you allowed to reveal what listener? Do they want to reveal them? Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Shout out Eddie Fagan and your stupid bets that you ask me to place for you on a weekly basis for the dumbest goddamn teams of all time. Well, he, did he do the Braves one? So I, to his credit. He picked the Braves to win the, the World Series. He picked the Braves to win the They're World gonna Series. They're going to have a 3-1 lead. I hope I didn't just malloy that for you. It's the bottom of the sixth. And year, he but. picked the Heat to make it to the NBA Finals. Sure did. Two wins. But you know who else he bets on? Uh, well, hold on. Every hold on. Week? All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to protect him here. We don't. We don't need to go through this. But oh, what, we do. I want to. <laughs> I want to hear about his suggestion for blind blind sports fandom. His blind sport fandom, which ends up just impacting. My Venmo and FanDuel accounts. Oh, on the oh it's related to his. So he blindly is betting on his team, you're saying? It's not a team. It's an individual contributor. Okay. Jordan Spieth. Oh, no. What? Jordan. Jordan Spieth, Spieth. hasn't won in like 10 years. Jordan Spieth hasn't made the cut in like 10 years. <laughs> Motherfucker's on the Corn Ferry Tour and still coming in. I mean, the well, 25. he's not that bad yet, but we all like to root for Jordan Spieth. I mean, at least I, I don't. You don't? Listen, 
I will root for the guy in the same way that I'll root for Phil Mickelson in the U.S. Open. It doesn't mean it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, you don't bet Phil. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's almost gotten to the Phil point where it's like you could throw five bucks, right? But it's like you can't you can't bet heavy on. You can you can root for him. You're not even throwing five dollars. I wouldn't. I don't care if he's plus eight thousand to win the <laughs> CJ Cup. Uh, you could pay off your mortgage with with one Jordan Spieth uh, bet of yeah. $5. Or you can spend one mortgage payment after betting for him every goddamn week. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, so so with that, you know, I, I start to think of who I'll always bet on regardless of their – just because I'm a big fan or who I'll fade because, you know, I can't stand, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I, I still take issue with LeBron making a spectacle of going to the Heat. Um, so I, I mean, I, we I made a joke, Jordan Spieth, like, hasn't won in 10 years. That's not true. But, I mean, LeBron legitimately went to the Heat 10 years ago. I think you need to get over it. Mm-mm. I don't like that he did it on TV. And let's be honest, I still hate the Yankees for getting rid of Tino Martinez back after the 2000 or 2001 season. Yeah. And then he comes back, hit 17 home runs in 14 games. Yeah, maybe the Reiki is good for you. You need to release some. I'm sweating right you, now. You need to, I'm, I'm so upset. You need to release some of these grudges that you're holding uh, with, with famous athletes that have no idea who you are. I love Tino Martinez. How dare you? <laughs> um, he would be a great president. <laughs> there you go. Add another one to the list, Tino Martinez. Do you know how clutch he is? Very clutch. So clutch. Tremendous. Um, but, but yeah, so, okay. So any teams that, that, so LeBron, sorry, you, you so were like going LeBron. Very, very fade LeBron. He's great. Like, should he be part of the GOAT conversation? Probably. You won't hear me make the argument. It wouldn't have been wise to fade him this year. No. I mean, I was still hoping on Mahitals. I mean, some of us, not naming any names, did bet on LeBron and did very well this year. Gosh, great! You followed a Fanduel plus two thousand after. No, I did bullshit. (laughs) I know. I picked the Lakers to win in six games, and they did. I'm Canero. I haven't hit a Pete's pick yet, but look at me betting on Lakers. I I bet. I win all my bets that aren't on Pete's picks. That's what they all say. Yeah. All right. Who else? LeBron. So, like, I'll talk LeBron. I will until we get a new quarterback and a new everything. I will continue to fade the Giants, despite the (laughs) fact that I wrote my damn college. But that's a recent thing. Right. It's been like recent. It's been like five years since I've kind of kept hope that they're going to be good. Right. By the way, I think everyone knows this, but when we say we're fading someone, that means betting against them. Yes. yes. So he's betting against LeBron. He's betting against the Giants. Right. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Blind fandom. I will always take John Rom as a golfer whenever the opportunity presents itself. Yeah. John Rom, who looks like he's 40, but like 26. Exactly. Yeah. That's man strength. That's yeah. old man strength in a young man's body. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I will blindly root for him. Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler. I'll always root for. Blindly I will never root. bet on. Him. I've never bet Ricky Fowler, but I do just like endlessly root for him to finally win a major. And his wife and her pole vaulting career. Yeah. Go Bruins. Yeah, I do have a major crush on his wife. Um, true. But um, for me, um, I don't know if I have anyone that I particularly fade. I definitely have teams that I blindly bet on, though. Oh, that's for damn sure. Let's see if you can check off all the ones that I have on my list. Okay. That you Texas Longhorns, on. almost weekly. Uh, yeah, the listeners know that you haven't hit any of those bets yet. <laughs> but yeah, Texas Longhorns almost weekly. 
Um, whenever I bet anyone for a season long bet, so the Arizona Cardinals this year, I'll probably bet them almost every week to try to double down on. Um, I always bet on the Dodgers, believe it or not, that we're watching. I didn't bet on them today, but I usually bet on the Dodgers. Um, some other good ones for you. Um, Seattle Seahawks. I don't like to bet against the Seahawks. Something about Russell Wilson just really bothers me. MVP. MVP. Um, never bet on the Jets ever. It's true. Not that I'm fading them. I just I just never bet on my own team. Get your heart broken. Never bet for the Patriots because the few times I do bet with the Patriots, they they lose. That's what because it's it's the right exactly it's the ultimate fuck you. No, no. As a Jet fan, you need to keep betting them because of the stition. Right. The more you bet, the more they lose. Oh, I see. I didn't think of that. That's why whenever the Giants are out, whenever the Giants are out of contention, I always bet on whoever's in the NFC East because I want them to lose. Do you think that would work? I mean, it didn't work when the Eagles won the World Series or the Super Bowl, but that's not important. Yeah. All right. Um, you seem to know who I bet on. Did I missing miss? Dortmund? In oh, oh, yes. Well, listen. Blind. Name three players on their team. Ha- uh, Holland, uh, the 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 striker. I'm it. That's it right there. Yeah. The big blonde blind striker. fandom. Yeah. Big blonde striker. Good for every goal. Blind. And by, <laughs> and I throw Bayern Munich in every parlay. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Like blind fandom. Like I will always root for whatever team. Like I'm a big Cristiano Ronaldo fan. Like right. he has gotten me Juve. wins in so many. Well, so you're in on Juve. I was up until he went to Juve because Juve kind of killed me. <laughs> um, still an Inter fan there. But I think we've beat a dead horse on the on on the blind fandom. Have we beat a dead horse? Because we're not going to bet. I mean, it's not like we're betting on the secretariat. But well, like, I could bet on some horses too. But. Yeah, and with your track record, well, we'll see what happens. All right, calm down. All right. Yeah, here we go. So it's Pete's Picks time. Another time. Another round of Pete's Picks. It's, I've been relegated to going last because no one cares about my picks anymore. <laughs> Canero's in the Coca-Cola 2 League right now as his picks show up. I, I've been relegated to last. Um, for those of you who have stuck around with my bets, uh, you know, I think it's time for me to announce my retirement in picking NFL teams. Uh, but I will continue to stand strong as it pertains to the college teams because I'm doing quite well with that. Wait, yeah. You're giving me a lot of shit. I think you've only won one bet. I won last week. Did you? Who did you have last week? I had Ellis. I had, uh, Missouri covering the spread against uh, LSU and they won outright. Right, right. That's right. My mistake. I had I, I had apologize. the W with the Jets the week before. Yeah, but didn't you parlay it with the Giants? It's not important. I split the bets as well. Oh, you bet them or separate. Stake them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair what enough. I'll do is I'll stake each of them. Okay. And then I'll do a parlay just to like what my right. But what did you give out on the? Did you give out a parlay on the pot or you give it to? No, I said outright, and I said that I would probably do the strangle where I thought LSU would win, okay. which frankly they should have. All right, we'll have to check the tape. They Go should ahead. have. Go ahead. Um, for this, I'm going to go back to an old SEC favorite, no longer the SEC. Going to go with my boy Hugh Freeze <laughs> and uh, Liberty beating Syracuse. Uh, they got they're getting two and a half points, or they're two and a half point. No, they're giving two. They're a two and a half point 
favorite mm-hmm. away yeah. to Syracuse. And now listen, quarterback Syracuse went to my high school, went up Bosco, but he is just Which not- explains why you're betting against Syracuse. Why? He went to my school. Nah, he sucks. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> He's not looking great right now. And let's face it, Hugh Freeze is a phenomenal coach. Um, if he hadn't have been with the woman of the night, then now you know. this was the coach that um, so was in the hospital bed, right? He coached from a hospital bed. Yeah. W. He was the head coach of Ole Miss when they kept beating Alabama back <laughs> when Chad Kelly was the quarterback. Yeah. Laquan Treadwell was a good wide receiver. But you just glossed over it. The man literally coached a game from a hospital bed. Yeah. Like they wheeled him in to like the offensive coordinator room and he coached from that booth. That's great. <laughs> that's that's just unbelievable. Let's go Liberty minus two and a half. Minus two and a half. All uh, right. The other team I would like to take in a tobacco road rivalry. This is a bad pick. He's not a bad pick. This is a bad After pick. coming up, just beating the absolute shit out of the university of Virginia. We're going to go with NC State minus four and a half versus Duke. Duke has one win on the season. They're not looking great. This is a bad pick. You can you can dislike them all you want. NC State, go pack. Move the chains, move the chains, move the chains. Going to absolutely do it in the ACC on Saturday. Okay, fair enough. Who do you got? Listen, we're going to try to make some money back, so we're going for a parlay. We're getting desperate, folks. We need we can't just do straight up bets anymore. We have to just do parlays to try to make up some money in one shot. And you can fade this, so I don't give a shit. Fade it. Go ahead. One time you're gonna get hurt. I'm just telling you. And it might be this week because I got a good parlay here. Two leg parlay, two primetime games. You don't need direct TV. You don't need red zone. These are these are prime NFL games that are for viewing for all people. Let's hear it. Okay. First of all. We're going Packers minus one and a half. The Packers are a beast. They're coming off a bye week. Aaron Rodgers is in fuck you mode. Tom Brady is so old, he might need a wheelchair. Okay. Packers minus one. Parlay it with Rams minus three in the Sunday night game. The 49ers stink. They absolutely stink. Jimmy Garoppolo, he might be pretty, but he absolutely sucks. So we're doing Packers minus one, Rams minus three in a parlay. That is a plus 261. Go fucking ham on that one. And on that note, as always, we appreciate you coming by. We love you. And we love you so much. And uh, we'll see you again real soon. Talk to you next time. All right.